families and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 25 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Um, well, okay, first things first, things are a little crazy out in the world, and we'd be doing a great disservice to our neighbors, our loved ones, and our a friends lot of, out there. A, a lot of people. We'd be doing a great disservice mm-hmm. if we didn't at least mention what's going on right yeah. now. Um, as our listeners and the people who listen to this podcast, we record this podcast just north of Minneapolis, and Minneapolis and St. Paul are our our city. That's where we've grown up in. That's where I spent a lot, quite a bit of time in Minneapolis, especially during college. I almost became a urban school educator, and yeah. quite frankly, I mean, what have you know? What happened in Memorial Day to George Floyd is appalling. Um, and speaking as a minority myself, you know. And knowing that that neighborhood and that culture that's there, it's it's not right. Yeah. So we just we wanted to acknowledge that it's going on. Um, yeah. We we actually had a lengthy discussion about it yep. before we started recording because we wanted we wanted to figure out how best to acknowledge uh, our our black friends and loved ones and the the black community who is hurting right now um so we we thought we would offer our condolences and um if those of you out there are looking to help in some way there are a lot of charities springing up uh that are needing donations of either money or medical supplies or groceries. Um, we're, we strongly urge that if you want to help out, look for those charities that are doing good for the communities. Put your research into it to make sure that they're legit and that the money is going to go where it, they say it's going to go. They'll... Yeah, there's a lot of GoFundMe's right now, especially if you're live if you live in the Twin Cities and you're listening to this, or even not if if they're you're living in a town, a city that is experiencing, you know, similar, you know, similar things as the you know the Twin Cities are. You know, there's a lot of GoFundMe's that are happening for these neighborhoods, and um, what was it like? 200 plus buildings and businesses have burned in the Twin Cities and a lot of them have GoFundMe's because these are mostly mom and pop stores. So, and then, you know, ask, you know, those, ask the people who are helping there if they need help because quite honestly, as much as you see rioting and looting on the news, people live there in that neighborhood and sometimes they don't get shown on television that they're actually cleaning up with a broom and a dustpan their own neighborhoods. And I was actually glad to see um, that thousands and thousands of people showed up 
last weekend to clean up where all the rioting was happening. And they brought their own dustpans, brought their own mops, their shovels to clean up their streets because it is their home. Yeah. So there's a lot of work to be done out there. There's a there's going to be a lot of volunteer opportunities for a long time to help recover. So if if you're in a position to help, please help. There's please help. there's also um YouTube channels out there that have posted really really long videos. They you, you they're they're out there. I can't remember what exactly they are, but they're really long videos. They feature art, poetry, and yeah. writings by uh, black artists, authors, and and um, it's got a lot of commercials through it, and all of the commercial funding that they get is going straight to the charities that are helping the communities. So if you don't have a way to to volunteer or donate, you can fire up one of those videos and, and get them a little bit yep. more of that funding that way. Yep. So... So yeah, just find find ways to help if you're inclined to help, which we hope you are. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna get into the rest of our show now. Yeah, and um, yeah, um, we don't like. To, I mean, we're not a political podcast by any means, and sometimes you know, sometimes I could get a little political in this podcast. I try not to, but. This is, this is something that's important. That it we, is important, you know. I think I think what we all need to remember is that through the chaos, it's so nice seeing scenes, people coming together. Yeah. yeah. Unity, helping each other out. Make sure you concentrate on that yeah. when you see the news and such. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'm just going to say this now and um you know change can only happen to you know to those who you know who show up to vote and i guess this is my psa for voting vote you know if you can yeah. vote vote if you can get those remote votes if, if you can vote through the mail by golly do it that'll be your most guaranteed way of getting your vote in with the whole COVID thing going on on top of this. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, there's still COVID out there. So, and may I may I say, don't limit your votes just to the presidential election. Oh yeah. Uh, the yeah the the president is only one guy. The laws are made by a whole lot more oh, yeah. people. The decisions are there's a whole line of decisions to be made by a whole yeah. line of people before it ever reaches the president. Yep. You know, and whether, I mean, to me, you know, whether you're whatever party you belong to, you know, the most important thing is you go out and vote and, you know, listen, you know, read, listen to news. That's not just one source, you know, and for if, multiple sources. Yeah, if, if possible, find find one that's reliable. Source reliable. Sources. Uh, public radio yeah. is a good place to go to because they are required by their own uh bylaws to stay like neutral neutral like oh unbiased 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 that's the word i'm looking for so yeah if you know the things that are happening in the news today with protests 
with you know with things that are happening that are you know with with the police and the community if you don't like what's going on with your own society with your own the places you have that power to vote and you have the power you know to create these you know be active in your community be active in your in your culture and that's how you know you you know as much as you think you're like the small thing that does not doesn't really matter everybody matters right in in terms of like voting and in every action in government. every action every vote counts yeah whether every you, vote counts whether you think yours does or not it it really does count yeah so i just want to say my my condolences to the you know to the floyd family i, I want to say my you know my condolences to anybody who has been you know hurt by social injustices and um, and actually Pam and i saw some pretty good um uh we were using the word earlier. Analogies. 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 Thank you, Pam. We found some pretty good analogies for the movement as it's happening right now. Uh, Pam, do you want to give yours first, or do you want me to give mine? You can go first. All right. Um, I, I'm actually stealing mine from a fellow named Brian Dunaway. That's who... That's Brian opposed, Dunaway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's on um, the morning stream in the... Uh, Frog Pants Film Network. sack, morning stream. Yeah, he's, he's in the yeah. Frog Pants Network. And, yeah. and <laughs> anyway, so he posted, saying all lives matter, white lives matter, is the equivalent of seeing someone pleading for help, I don't want to drown, and you yelling back, nobody wants to drown, and then walking away feeling better about yourself for having corrected their dying words. It's, That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. yeah, so... Uh, a lot of people's eyes are opening now, and and I, yeah, it's it's like okay, I get it now, you know. And Pam, you had you had a good analogy too. Um, I forgot where this analogy came from, but it's basically you have a bunch of friends. One of them got hurt. Let's say that they fell down and scraped their knee really badly, or got their arm cut off, whatever. Um, what would you do in that situation? What you would do is that you would uh, give them first aid till they till they feel better. You don't do the same to those that aren't hurting, to all your friends. Of course, all your friends do matter. Mm -hmm. But right now, this friend is hurting and now is the time to give them aid. Yes, so... Um, that's our thoughts on that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going <laughs> to, we have some actual content. Yeah, we today. do have some content. We, I, we just wanted to get this. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, this is a really important subject, especially yeah. right and, now. It's always been important, you know, and, you know, it's, you know, right now there is the African-American community, you know, in this nation and perhaps you know you know the world or you know the african communities of the world especially in the united states they're hurting and they're hurting yeah. bad yeah. and that's why 
you know, black lives do matter. It's not that all lives don't matter. All their lives don't matter. It's that this community is hurting and people, you know, they need, they need help. Yeah. And they're asking for the, for societies of the United States to, you know, the, you know, other people in the United States. We matter right now. Yeah. As much as you guys matter, we matter too. And black lives matter. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can tell, but we feel very strongly on this. Um, but anyway, let's let's get on to our topics. Yeah. Um, if, if you're still with us, which I hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a short show just yep. because there's there's a lot being said out there that that's more important to hear right now. So we'll get on with our short show. Um, let's start, um, I'll, I'll start, uh, DC Comics. I heard this from, from, uh, Steven Schleicher and Major Spoilers. I, I follow him a bit. Um, I wasn't <laughs> able to listen to the Finally Friday show that was recorded today. Um, what is today? Today June, is the 5th. June 5th. He recorded a... <laughs> an episode of finally friday today on june 5th and um he was discussing that i wasn't able to listen to it myself but they have basically split from their main publisher and they're going in a different direction which is like holy cow that that you know he he was predicting it but yeah, this that is like crazy news out in the world of comic books. So I'm just waiting to see what's gonna happen with comic books from there. Uh, DC is the creator, is the creating uh, company of the Batman, Superman, Justice League, and all that series of superheroes that. They create those comics and those cartoons and movies. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty incredible that they're just suddenly splitting from their main publisher. I think it's uh, Diamond Printing, Diamond Publishing, something like that. So we'll we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, if if you can't tell, Edwin, you remember what we talked about with the last episode with your uh, computer woes. <laughs> Okay, so... He I went on a use... bit of a tirade about it. I did. I As did. Edwin does. With his computers. Well, it's, Can you it's blame okay. me? I, it's okay. I am a... I am a you have a passion guy. for it. It's yeah, okay. there's a reason why I'm in the industry. But anyways, my computer now is silent. And the reason why is that my... my the right fan. The, the right, right fan. fan. Not directionally right. The correct fan came. And it's so, installed. And it's no longer making a horrible boat noise. Boat so motor what, noise. So what type of fan is it? It's a, it's a laptop fan. Oh, okay. And my computer has... 
two fans. One's for the GPU, right? And then one, the other General one's for the CPU. processing unit? No, the graphics. Oh, the, the graphics, graphics chip card. and the other one's for the, the actual, like, CPU, you know. Okay. The brain of the computer, as it were. And the CPU fan was the one that was starting to fail. So, on occasion, it would be quiet, and all of a sudden you hear this horrible, like, growling noise, as if, like, someone put glass packs on the on the, the computer. Pam, how, how did, what did Jeff compare it to? I, I don't remember. <laughs> he, I believe he said it was a sputtering motorcycle. Sputtering motorcycle. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. yeah, that's one, yep. So, now it's silent, and I'm glad, and... I'll tell you one thing, right? During this whole entire COVID-19 thing, right? This whole, you know, the pandemic. I I was trying to be so hesitant to actually order anything on the internet because, you know, I order a lot of things for my work. Computers, parts, that sort of thing. And I knew this thing took so long to get here you know the first fan took a month and the second fan i expedited i was so like you know what i'll spend the 25 bucks to expedite this thing from china <laughs> from china and it oil and even expedite you know expediting the shipment 10 days to get here and let me tell you, twenty-five bucks was really worth it because now I'm I'm at peace. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Pam. Last time we we recorded, I don't know if you were able to see it from your angle, uh, but Edwin wasn't using his normal laptop last time because he was so mad at it. It's kind of hard to tell when I'm remote, but huh. yeah. <laughs> so he's he's back to using yeah. his his. Better laptop. But even, I mean, seriously, even like shipping domestic, you know, like we've had Angela and I had to order a new washer. Oh, yeah. And because our washer broke, right? Yeah. And, don't, I, and aside from like having to go to the laundromat and deal with that whole like that hot mess, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had to deal with shipping a, a, a washer to our house. And I'm not going to name any business names, but let's just say they were blue. They, and, they, and, and it certainly didn't name with Nest Fry. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, they said that they were going to, you know, like, I, we ordered it on the internet. And it says, yay, it's going to ship on the 28th. Sweet. I can do laundry again. Um, and... No. No. The day before they were going to ship this thing, I got an email saying, oh, by the way, we canceled your order because they really didn't have it in stock. No, no, no. That's not <laughs> what the email said. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I have to back up here a little bit. Yes. They were hiding behind COVID. <laughs> they sent an email that said, due to health and safety concerns from the current pandemic your order is being delayed until june 8th no they wanted me to reschedule it yeah the, it wasn't need, june 8th yet. they, they had wanted me been to reschedule they it. had been processing deliveries like are in the area all up through this 
they had they were a they let us pick a date for a schedule that was nearby. That was the earliest they were offering. Yeah. And they were saying because of COVID, we're not delivering right now. That wasn't the truth. The truth was they didn't even have it in the state. It was not <laughs> in the distribution center that they were advertising it being in. Yeah. So there's some really quirky little things, and I'm sure COVID had something to do with it. You know, I mean, I'm not. I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt. Maybe their shipments have been really wonky these past couple months. Like this, just like this happens. But if you're still, saying just, if you're saying something is in a distribution center and it turns out not to be, I'd rather you be straight and say, "Oops, we made a mistake." Yeah, I had to coax the customer. Very nice customer service person. Like I have to give that. They were really nice. And they were very apologetic. Okay, but still, Don't, just tell me. It's, yeah, yeah, just I, tell me straight. I am much more forgiving <laughs> of companies that are going to be honestly. Like, oops, we made a mistake, rather than try to hide behind something else. I don't like being misled by a company. Yeah. I really don't. So we went to a place that they happened to have to be colored orange. <laughs> um, and That one I'm not a... going to rhyme with because I don't know how to rhyme with it. Yeah, their, their, their motif is orange and we ordered it there. It shipped. It shipped on time. It came to us on the second, and they gave me a dud. The thing did not work. <laughs> we Jeez. had to go to a laundromat. We had to go to a laundromat. We were forced to go to a laundromat. And I, I ended up going with him to keep him company and also to force him into making a Dungeons & Dragons character for another cave. <laughs> See? Now there's the nerdy section of this entire conversation. She had me make a Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, a, our our friend, uh, one of our friends decided that he wanted to start up another campaign and he's doing it online. So he's like, well, I need another, I need a couple other nerds. Um, you know, a couple other nerds that might be free on Saturday nights. So yeah, we'll be playing two games of Dungeons and Dragons oh, tomorrow. Oh boy. <laughs> Angela's actually it's playing. Life. It's our life. Angela's actually playing three separate games of Dungeons and Dragons in two days. Okay? How else are you going to play it? What? I've also played on Wednesday. And she also played on Wednesday. Um, in other news, I may have ordered four sets of dice. Not dear God. Yes. Yes, that's, uh, that's, that's Angela. Angela. Yep. She she buys dice. It might have been the one three of the ones that I ordered were metal dice. I can't make metal dice yet. Not true. Um and one of them is mini dice that I got mostly for the cool box. <laughs> it's a cool box. Yeah. It's a very cool box. And how long is one of them gonna ship? Um one of them, I think, was like four weeks it would take to ship. They're in, they're in Michigan, I think. And the other set, actually, I got the email that it's been shipped out yesterday. I don't know how long it's going to actually take. Welcome but I have to the a age of number. COVID in shipping, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because... 
before COVID happened, I I have Amazon Prime, and it's always it's always two days, two business yeah. days, guaranteed. Yep. That guarantee does not apply during COVID. It does and not. Sometimes, and sometimes it's earlier, and sometimes it's later. Because there are items I'm pretty sure I ordered and I totally forgot. And then suddenly they appear. Or not. <laughs> and suddenly like, they appear. Yeah. What did I order again? <laughs> yep. That's oh, yeah. that's pretty much it. Like I order a lot from Amazon. Oh wait. Oh hey. At work. Speaking of ordering, that reminds me, Pam. Oh. You ordered something and you convinced Edwin. Did we also order? Did we order two or just the one for you? I ordered the one. I'll have, um, I'll have to order one for me later. Yeah, I ordered the one. Join in the madness. Well, you're, and you're, this madness. Uh, yeah, I've, I've already got my parents. Your mom already did it. You yeah, pretty my mom. She could still do it. I could still it's do okay. it for me. See, see, see what I inherited of what. But yeah, Sam, <laughs> tell us what you ordered. So, so Jeff clue. and I ordered the 23andMe and DNA Ancestry kit. Um, I've always, I've never done it before, and I heard that the best time to buy it is Mother's Day. I don't know. That's not correct anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it applies. But I, anyway, yeah. I bought it. Jeff bought it. Um, and I'm just curious as to what makes me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean we're um, we're all a little late jumping on the bandwagon, but still. Yeah, we are a little late. Better late than never. Yeah. Yeah, also, I how much too. of me is dorky? How much of me is geeky? Mm. And do you actually sleep mm. with your eyes open and don't even know it? <laughs> it is possible. I yes. know. And I think there's I, I have a 5% of that skill. Because <laughs> I was very apparent during high school, during history. I 100% <laughs> sleep with my eyes open. It's creepy, I've heard. I this is the reason why I don't remember those history dates. <laughs> it's like, what happened? What? <laughs> yeah, I um my main thing is I've heard a rumor in my own family that we may I might have like ancestral DNA all the way from Spain and quite a bit of it. And I'm not actually quite sure where it comes from. So it's going to be interesting to see what this looks like because <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I've always wanted to do this. And I've done, Angela, Angela and I, um, one of our nerdisms, I guess, is um, family history. And... I got into family history because of Angela and Angela's side of the family. And I traced my ancestry back all the way to my great great grandparents. And from there it stops. Well, from there it gets <laughs> difficult it because it's really, really difficult. Salty sea air tends to eat away at paper. Yep. And not just ordinary paper, acid paper. <laughs> see, yeah. uh, see, with that, I never had that conversation with my family. I understand that, you know, I'm mostly of Filipino and Spanish from Spain. Yeah. That's what const constitutes me with a little bit of Chinese from my mother's side. But it would be interesting learning if there's like that 1% of 
something totally different that I wouldn't, I would never know. I'm actually quite curious about that small percentage is. I can't, I, I, it blow my mind if it said something like, oh, guess what? You have 6% of Norwegian ancestry. It was like, see, that's why I like, I like Gravlax <laughs> a lot and and meatballs <laughs> and, and Swedish meatballs and whatever <laughs> you know that would explain why that explains like a whole lot now <laughs> it's like you complete yourself <laughs> that, that would actually be really hilarious that would be hilarious so yeah so that's what uh, so we're gonna probably choose a date and, yep, mine's uh, supposed to come in tomorrow, so... Okay, well, we'll have to mail in the testing around the same time so that we could get results around the same time, hopefully. Yeah. Who knows? It may come early or it may come later. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> because of COVID. <laughs> Hooray! I can, hear the, uh, I can hear the conspiracy people now. It's like, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't give up your... Pro- <laughs> Why? Because of possible cloning? I'm for it. <laughs> oh, I would love. I need a kid now too, so they can clone me. I am a force of chaos myself. Oh dear! <laughs> it's basically you and your D and D character. Oh yes, Ooh. in you the have- same room. That's a bit scary, but I'm <laughs> up, I'm up for serving up popcorn and seeing where this show goes. <laughs> <laughs> Considering the character you're talking about is a bard, it literally is a show. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, stay okay. tuned for that. We will. We'll. We will uh, start. Well, as soon as we get our tests, my test. I think Angel. I think Pam already has hers. No, no. I well, I we Jeff and I already has ours, but we haven't done anything. Exactly. Mine's still en route. En route. And supposed to come to my mailbox tomorrow, so Yay. I can't wait for that. Um, all right. Okay, so there's there's a geeky thing that we need to talk about that's serious. Oh, so much Another serious. Another serious one? Yeah, so serious today. Another serious one. Serious, but it, it, it needs to be discussed. Yeah, we, it should be discussed. Wait a minute, what, what's that? I don't know. All right, okay. What's our lead in? That's what it is. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, so this is a topic that I think a lot of people have a hard time bringing up when talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Bullying in D&D groups. It happens. It's a problem. Okay, so I'm not familiar with this. Um, I don't know. Give me an example of this. Um, Okay, so... I'm Jeff and I are part of a couple of Facebook groups that is Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons related. And something that pops up is say that you're doing uh you're role playing and you're role playing your character and then you're interacting with another player's character. Well that other player's character does says something or does something that can be harmful emotionally. Yeah. And so when that happens, um, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of the people would say, well, it's 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 what my it's, it's what my character would do or something like that. 
and it's it, it's a question of what what should one do when that happens when one like occasionally you'll have players or dms it could happen on either side that they'll think they're just being cool and being really good role players when really they're making people uncomfortable for their own enjoyment and sometimes they're pushing people into situations that that their characters would not react well to and while you're playing the game if if you're if you get attached enough to your character during that time you are your character that trauma in the game becomes yours so there so there are people like um there are people out there who are trying to help others sort out their problems like major spoilers okay i'm i'm going to tout major spoilers because i'm i'm a bit of a fangirl um in their critical hit podcast they have the occasional mailbag episodes in their early episodes like they they go through and during the early seasons they have their mailbag episodes and a lot of them are basically letters of how do i communicate with this problem person in our group like this person is doing this thing that is making the group toxic how do i handle that a lot of the time like if it's if it's the whole group because it can be a whole group teaming up on one person and they might not even realize they're doing it but it could be a whole group teaming up on one person who is just really really uncomfortable in the games and the answer that they usually give is if if you're being bullied in your group and it's the entire group the best answer is to leave the group and find find a new group that's going to welcome you in and not do these things or if it's a matter of one player is being the problem the the game master needs to take them aside and discuss it with them and say hey this is not okay this needs to stop or you need to leave the group there there are cases where that happens so there's there's a lot of different ways that they address it in in these mailbag episodes but it's it's a conversation that needs to happen um, among us geeks that you know a lot of us grow up victims of bullying and in our own games sometimes we can accidentally become the bullies ourselves and we need to that needs to be an open discussion of of when that happens i think a lot of thing um there was one um recommendation when whenever something happens and say whether if it's the whole entire group or just that one person um usually depending on the dm um there's a there's like a signal like like you're taking things yeah. too far and then that will probably be a signal for the other player or players to be like oh okay sorry yeah i didn't mean to go take it that far and that's actually, I believe they're calling that basically consent in gaming. And there's there's some groups where the people don't know each other like at all. I've I've been in a couple of these groups where the players don't know each other at all. And it's basically a checklist of like, okay, this is between you, the player, and me, the DM. We're going to get a checklist from all the players. If there's something that you're not okay with showing up in the game, 
check that box and if you're not okay with it it will not show up in the games no questions asked um yeah, that's good. another that's actually a good way of doing yeah, it. Oh, es- yeah especially if if it's a group where you don't know the other players or even if you do know the other players you might not know them well enough to know that hey this person was absolutely traumatized by a cat or something it could happen so they're not okay with cats being discussed. They're not okay with cats being in in the room or any of that. They're not okay with pictures of cats. They could be absolutely terrified of cats. This is like their real self. Yeah, their real self could be absolutely right, right. terrified of cats. Okay. So if they check mark, I'm not okay with cats. You could you could put that down there and the and if you've got a good game master, they'll They'll just leave it out completely, or they'll discuss it with you and see what okay, what level of that presence is okay with you, or mm-hmm. like, hey, I. They'll have other things like um, body horror. Like, if you're not okay with body horror at all, they'll just leave that out. If if it's supposed to be a gruesome scene, they'll be like, it's gruesome, grisly, and leave it at that. You know, gotcha. the, it's like putting. What was was a cloak and dagger? Was um, that the podcast? It was like a D and D podcast. It was like it's like pretty raunchy and very dark and very bloody. I forgot what it was called, but it's like dropping Angela into that kind of game. That would not be okay. Right. <laughs> so I think I think I think another thing is that it's important to. I know if I was in that situation and I I don't I don't do well with strangers so it's very hard for me to open up if I if I feel uncomfortable it's going to be very hard for me to open up to a bunch of strangers it's okay I'm not this is not cool sitting with me it's very important to communicate at least with the DM yeah or else th- this is going to continue if you don't yeah. speak up yeah yeah so yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like, if if you're in a Dungeons and Dragons group and you're being bullied or you feel yeah. like you're being bullied, bring it up with your dungeon master. If your dungeon master laughs it off, they're a crappy dungeon master. Yeah, then and you need to leave that group. Yeah, there's other yeah. groups out there. There's yeah. ways to find them. There's there's resources out there for you. And you know, if if it, you could even start your own and and and. And master a game yourself. You could be your own game master. Oh, they're always looking for... Yeah. There's a lot of people who are trying to start their own games, especially like if you like just go through Roll20, Roll20.net. All right. There's yeah. There's a bunch of people who are looking to to start games or to... Or they need players. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's... If you yeah. want to get into Dungeons & Dragons and you don't want to be in the group that you're in... Yeah. There are plenty of other groups that are looking for people. And if if you're if you're if what? you're if if you're concerned about bullying showing up in your game, there are a lot of resources for like consent in gaming forums or social contract forms for in game. Like one of one of my games has a social contract. Like okay, this is the game we agreed on. This is how this is the behaviors we've determined are okay and not okay. 
and this is how we'll play. If you violate this, you get kicked out. Our, our GM, he's, he's a wonderful GM. He really doesn't want to kick anybody out. And it's, it's actually, we've got some really good players. Like, they go back and look back on the game like, oh, no, did I violate the social contract? I really didn't mean to. Guys, I am so sorry. And, and like, that's, that's happened a couple of times where there were a couple of, like, we agreed that we would not attack each other's characters. And... Um, one of the character, one of the other players, she had her character basically try to stop mine from speaking. And afterwards she's like, I feel so bad. I, I, I attacked your character. I'm so sorry. Like, no, no, no. That is, I did not feel attacked. You did not mean my character harm. I, I did not see it as you attacking my character. We're good. Remember, <laughs> Angela plays on three different, four <laughs> different campaigns. Uh, well, that number fluctuates. Yeah, up and down, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, she'll be in 10. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> so yeah, D&D is essentially was meant for everyone to have fun. And if you're oh, not yeah. having fun, it's important to communicate and be respectful yeah. to one another. Like yeah. in any game, it doesn't have to be tabletop gaming. Yeah. Video it, games, yeah, MMOs. Video, yeah. Come on. Yeah. MMOs, there's so much bullying that happens oh, in those. Heck yeah. So yeah, and if if you're in an MMO and someone's bullying you, good grief, report them. Yeah. You don't but, have you don't have to take it. You don't have to deal with that. Report them. Yeah. If they come back, just keep reporting them and keep reporting. Eventually, they'll get their butts banned. Was <sighs> it called doxing? I don't. So it's called doxing. Where I have no clue. I don't know. Yeah, like you're the tacky guy. You're supposed to know. Think about. I I guess I don't. Oh my gosh, see, vocabulary (laughs) is is very hard for me right now. Um, (laughs) We used up all our vocabulary in our pre-show discussion. Exactly. (laughs) No, like people would camp out and they just like keep like attacking and killing you. Oh, you mean camping? You're camping. Spawn camping. Yeah, that sort of thing. You know. Yeah. I mean, come on. If you do that in MMO, stop. Just stop. Yeah. It's. Yeah, so if if you're a bully, learn to recognize it. If you're being bullied, it's okay to speak up. It's okay to lose a group if you're not comfortable with it. And the cool thing is that you already have a character. Go find another group and use that same character. (laughs) My favorite character, I have adapted her. Well, she, she started out with one world, and I've adapted her for two other worlds. She's just gonna be in every D D story. Oh, she is. She is a multi-dimensional character always, now. Every she's every gonna have D&D. her own anthology. Well, yeah, well, oh, I, I'm writing one. I'm gonna write one. <laughs> every D D player has their favorite character, and that's the one that they develop. Do I? A lot. Yeah. Do I? You know. Well, not every. I mean, eventually you'll have a favorite D character. I mean, Jeff has his favorite. Actually, he has two favorites. I think. Well, they're one and <laughs> they're they're similar. Yeah, they're, similar. they're very similar. Too Edwin's similar. created the new character, kind of based on uh, Jeff's Blender character. Well, <laughs> he's named after a char- a, tr- uh, a character in a video game that I've actually quite grown um, uh, fond of, and he has similar. I'm trying to create him as a. His persona is similar to the video game character. 
and okay yeah and he just happens to be he likes to go on a rampage and i always picture jeff's character his blender character going on a rampage so (laughs) i'm waiting for that day yeah so it's gonna happen i'm waiting for it (laughs) so yeah it's an important topic to discuss and you know if if you're in dungeons and dragons group i encourage you to to bring up consent and gamings and social contract things with your next group that you start up it'll it'll help make the game safer and it'll make it a lot easier to recognize when someone goes out of bounds edwin did we just lose pam I think we just lost Pam. No! Okay, technical difficulties. We're back. Yay! By the, by the way, Power well, is actually pretty good when it comes to electronics. So. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, while we were waiting for the technical difficulties to be resolved, I found out the name of the company that DC cut ties with. Uh, they cut ties with Diamond Comic Distributors. That's the company that they cut ties with. Uh-huh. So, okay. yeah, apparently some local comic book stores are throwing a bit of a fit at that. Um, and uh, Stephen Schleicher also predicted that when he first thought that it might be possible. Uh-huh. Anyway. Okay, back to where we were at. We were- <laughs> <laughs> Where we were at, we were about to switch tracks and go from heavy, important topics to yeah. Let's do something let's, just a little lighter. I just we'll, yeah. Lighter. We'll wrap up let's with something a little food. bit lighter. Yeah, oh, food. food is, food yeah, is light. food. Let's talk about food. Oh, my food was not light. <laughs> yeah, yours wasn't light. Mine wasn't light either. <laughs> so. All right. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, Edwin, you issued a challenge again. I did issue a challenge. Last time. Yes. (laughs) So the challenge was to create a historical pre-20th century dish. No, it has to be, there has to be some history behind it. And they can't be just like, well, I'm just going to cook up steaks because the caveman ate it, right? <laughs> no, that doesn't count. This has to be a full-on historical dish that has some history behind it, either from a a well-known cookbook, or I mean, or a cookbook from seventeenth from the from that era, or something that is mentioned in history. Mentioned in history. Okay. So. Okay. It's a it's a challenge, and it I, apparently it has challenged your culinary your culinary skills. Pam, do you want to talk about yours first? Okay. So you wanted something that was historical. Um, so me being the British uh, TV show watcher that I am, I chose gruel. 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 So for those that don't know who Gruel is, okay. Um if you are if you have watched either the Broadway show or the movie in Oliver or Oliver Twist. Boy for sale. (laughs) Yeah. So um 
please, Seth, may I have some more? That famous line, that was when um, the opening scene is basically all these boys in the workhouse eating. And they were eating gruel. What is gruel? So it's basically, let's say there's oatmeal, then there's porridge, then there's gruel. Gruel is the most watery of all of them. It's like, <laughs> that's what it is. So, so when I was doing my research, um, there were actually, I couldn't find it out of a cookbook, but there were recipes. Um, there were a couple variations of it. So I, I chose three. Uh, one of them was flour. Okay. So wheat. That was, that was the worst of them all. Mm. That if, if death were a dish, that might be cl- very close to it. So a net one on that one. <laughs> I remember what? you sent us a video of it, of you like reacting to grill, and you said it was, it was pretty much not in phlegm. Phlegm. I'm sorry, phlegm. Because it looks like phlegm. phlegm. It looked like phlegm. So it's basically <laughs> if you had to cough up something and then you immediately swallowed it. Ew. And then. And then you there are were children in the listening. Of, yep, and you were eating like something salty, like French fries, like the saltiest French fries ever. Oh yeah, you Jeff have- said it was. It tasted it was like a salt lick. <laughs> because okay, so basically the <laughs> recipe was really simple, and this was a dish that was for the like the poorest of poor. Yeah, it's just two teaspoons of flour, one teaspoon of salt, then water. And a lot of water. <laughs> That's it. You know the thing about the thing about gruel is that it's usually like accompanied by was it like journey cakes or 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 like a like ship cakes or something. It's like it, they're it, really it hard. I mean, yeah, it's like it's a really hard like bread thing that people that the poor used to like just keep it in their pockets yeah. and that sort it's of thing. Usually, yeah. And, so it's usually accompanied with bread yeah and there are certain things that you could add to it to have it a little bit spice like uh lemon zest yep. nutmeg cinnamon just to have it some more kind palpable. of taste yeah but the flour one i don't know how else to make it palpable there's just no hope <laughs> just don't do it so i did it so that you guys don't don't we did it so, so you don't have to I, so yes, I'm, exactly. I'm guessing the the flower girl is the nat one. Yes, that's the nat one. Jeff gave it a negative twenty. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked like he didn't enjoy it at all. Oh yeah. So the second girl, the second one, the second girl uh, was oatmeal or okay. yeah, yeah, oats or oats. oatmeal. Yeah. That one is mostly um, more um, what you would serve the the uh, working boys in the workhouse. So the Oliver. Uh, so the Oliver, that's the Oliver of the dish. Yeah. Um, so what it is, is just a little bit of oats. You make it into a paste and then you have it boil in water for like 10 minutes. Boil it to heck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, though, even even though you boil it, there's still that texture. So you see the bowl. It's it's something creamy. Um, it's not creamy at all. It's just murky. Um, but at least I could taste something. I tasted the oatmeal. I'm not a big oatmeal person. So I, I, I was like, okay, this is a step up from the flour gruel, but I would still give it a two. And Jeff did the same thing. 
Jeez, I've never thought we'd actually hit nat ones and twos. <laughs> Do you want the recipe? Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, you but, made a third one, didn't you? The third one is actually a recipe that monks uh, did. Monks had a bit more access to more ingredients than the poorest, than peasants. They grew their um, own food, their own huh? grains. Like certain, certain, certain uh, orders, they grew their own. Certain orders, they grew their own, like like grains and vegetables and all that. So this one actually called for almond. In, there was, what was it? There was milk. There was cinnamon. There was happiness. Um, <laughs> actually, out of all the three, this one, I would serve again. Ooh. And in fact, in fact, we, um, we tested it out. So... That we made a bunch, we tested it fresh, and then we tested it out the next day after re, uh, reheating it after it sat in the fridge. They both taste the same. The only difference is that because of the uh, milk, it would actually get a bit thicker. Yeah. But other than that, um, I think the cinnamon is it's it life. Did, it did it for it's, you. It really did it for you. Um, <laughs> Those monks had something going. And um, uh, and this one is actually, uh, you know how gruel is usually served as like a main dish or a side dish? This one is actually more like a dessert kind of thing because it's sweet. Oh. Um, and, well, there it is. Uh, yep. So both, <laughs> uh, Jeff actually rated it very high. Um, he gave it an 18. Um, I gave it a 16 because I am not fond of the almond like texture i'm not a nut person but i really like the sweetness of it and just a little fun fact gruel is actually past european there is korean gruel there is i believe native american gruel there is um there's spanish gruel there's there every this gruel is just a universal concept it's basically like pudding, isn't it? Like yes. a like a like a thin pudding. It, watery. It yeah, was like it's pudding. like in between soup and porridge. Yeah, a porridge. It's a porridge. Is yeah. And, and it's actually was used as kind of like a something that you would give like to someone who was sick. Yeah. Oh, I want to get sick all the time if I'm eating. If you, if you get something like that last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said, what, it, what it just says, like you would, this is the one that you would serve to a friend. Yeah, that yeah. the the almond gruel is the one that you would serve to a friend. Yeah, and you serve the wheat one to people. And then the flour like. gruel is for someone that you wish dead. Dropped of that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gruel. So if you get served wheat gruel, you know what's going on. <laughs> All right. So, so what did you guys do? Um, Angela, you want to go first? You judged me really harshly on this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do I need to come over there and break up, you guys? Yes, you need to come over here and stand right between us. Okay, so what? I, what dish? Okay. <laughs> I went a little crazy. She picked a hard I, dish. I, I picked a hard one, and I had some technical difficulties due to... Uh-oh. Due to limited availabilities of things and some just... I I was rushing while I was at it, too. (sighs) 
I decided to go for an old-fashioned roast and Yorkshire pudding. Ooh. It yes. does sound fancy. It's it, it's a skills challenge is what she was trying to do. Yeah. So, okay. basically, I I went and looked at a bunch of different variations of old-fashioned Yorkshire put Yorkshire pudding and old-fashioned English roasts. Um and I went and got my cut of meat. Unfortunately, the shop that I went to was pretty limited when I went there. Um, so my cut of meat was not top notch. Mm. Um, so, yes, I will admit my meat was a bit tough, but flavorful. This, the the seasoning was was pretty simple. I threw in your usual vegetables, you know, carrots, onions, potatoes, um, okay. and then you're supposed to collect the drippings, and then you make the Yorkshire pudding, which is basically supposed to be like a popover, it, yep. but in a much mm-hmm. more massive form. Yep. Unfortunately, it didn't pop. I I kind oh. of I kind of rushed and I used the wrong dish. So it didn't <laughs> pop. It it was Oops, it yeah. was a little on the dense. Flat, it dense yeah, it was size. flat and dense. However, well, it also <laughs> it also gets kind of a gravy white sauce because the origin, the older versions of of Yorkshire pudding were usually served just the pudding with a with a white sauce on it, made mm-hmm. from the made from some of the meat drippings, and then you would have the meat as a, as a second course. After the Yorkshire pudding, you know, the cheaper dish filled you up, then you'd get the expensive dish. So, so yeah. It's a skills challenge. Yeah. Because the popover itself is a skills challenge. Right. Yeah. So, I thought the flavors (laughs) ended up really, really good. So, if, if it were up to me, I would say this was a 17. However... Uh-oh. Edwin decided to be really harsh in his judgment because of my technical difficulties. <laughs> because Gordon Ramsay would always give con- <laughs> would always give an 18. What, what, you are the most like, critical It's one. burnt! It's burnt! You know, what what did you give my dish? I gave it a 13. He gave it a 13 because yeah. of my technical because of my technical shortcomings. You, you chose and a what technically would it, challenging dish. And what would it have been <laughs> if I didn't have the technical issues? It would have... I would say it would have been a 16 or a 17. Three points off because my <laughs> cut of meat wasn't very great. Well, and my pudding didn't, didn't puff. puff. It didn't... Yeah. Three points off for technical difficulties. Flavor was there. He said he loved the flavor. Yeah, he would gladly good, eat it again. It he would, he's encouraging but me But it to wasn't make a Yorkshire again. pudding. It just wasn't a Yorkshire pudding. That was... So he's being harsh in his judgment. <laughs> he's, and he's I'm being, being pouty. <laughs> he's being Edwin. I'm, and I'm being pouty. Oh, boy. I'm sulking now. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Uh, I was Edwin? very happy uh, with my dish. So, a couple, his, historically, dish. I mean, a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> it, it was, it used to be called. It, dripping pudding. Yeah, dripping pudding. Yeah. And then it was, I think it was in 
the early 18th century, a cookbook came out and and it was renamed Yorkshire Pudding. Nobody's entirely sure why it was why the name got changed, but it basically the the technique of making it changed from where it was originally the the pudding was made immediately under the roasting meat while the meat dripped into it mm-hmm. and it wouldn't fluff up as much as the Yorkshire pudding is supposed to and then it changed to where they get they collected the drippings and then put that in the pudding as they were making it at the very very end of preparation and then they would mm. use the rest of the drippings to make a gravy. I mean, it was challenging back then to make this thing, and it's still challenging now. So I was actually quite surprised that Angela was going to do a Yorkshire pudding because <laughs> it is hard. It's 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 not. I mean, you're literally using techniques of making you know like like souffle type techniques to make this thing. Uh, so. <laughs> Edwin, that you gave credit when when it's due. <laughs> yeah, but my flavors like, were there. Your flavors, flavors were there. My flavors but... were there. That's where we're supposed to be judging, isn't it? Isn't it? Was it? <laughs> okay, so okay. what I made. Moving on, Edwin. So what I, I made. I'm sulking so much right so now. So I, I took a I took a page out of um, the YouTube channel of James Townsend and Sons. And because I always wanted to try this, I love fried chicken. You know, Popeyes is like one of my favorite places to eat. And Jollibee fried chicken, I'll eat any day. See, even yeah. even even Pam wants to go eat fried chicken. So I was actually quite intrigued when they pulled out this old recipe from 1736. From a recipe book that wasn't even a cookbook. It was a dictionary. And it was it was formatted as a dictionary called was a dictionarium domesticus and, of 1736. And it's pretty much the granddaddy of fried chicken as we know it today. Because back in the day, when you made chicken, it was usually whole. And mm-hmm. that's how they would cook it. Mm-hmm. It was whole. And, you know, I don't know who had the bright idea of actually like, hey, let's cut up into pieces, you know, batter it up and deep fry it. But this is where, you know, this is like one of the earliest known recipes of this actually taking place. And when I made this, I tried to make it as true as to what was interpreted by James Townsend and Sons. Because the way that they, that that early cookbooks, early recipes did it, there weren't any measurements. There weren't any like, you know, there were like almost like suggestions of how many. It would just be like, you know, you know, use cloves, use salt, use this, you know, not even like this. How much like ingredients in the marinade would be? It was all up into interpretation. So use not too much of this ingredient. Yeah, not too much of this ingredient and only marinate for this many times. It's like it's almost I'm kind of surprised that it didn't say something like only marinate until the sun goes down. You know, <laughs> something like that. So okay. um 
So this fried chicken recipe consisted of like a cider vinegar and lemon juice with lemon zest and with cloves and spring greens, which was actually green onions. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you marinated it and not more than three hours because just the fact that it had a really strong vinegar and lemon juice, two acidic, acidic things, oh, gotcha. it would get strong real fast. The only mm-hmm. one that was actually said in terms of measurement was the bay leaves. They said two bay leaves, and that was it. Right? Okay. So you put two baileys. Cool. And then the batter itself is it was like a pancake batter, except for instead of using like milk, you would actually use wine. In which the pancake we don't batter, have. Which we don't have, but you can substitute it with, you know, water. You know? Okay. You can't substitute it with water because, you know, it's not if you didn't have, you know, wine or anything like that, you could do it with water, which is readily available. So I used water and then, you know, it was like salt to pepper or whatever, like whatever you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you deep fried it after it's done um, marinating, you put it in the batter and you deep fried it. And what they did in the, um, in the channels that they deep fried it in a pot on a fire. Well, I'm not about to go outside and turn on the fire with a with a Dutch oven and try to deep fry oil on top of a fire. I think it was raining that day too. Wasn't yeah, I think it? it was raining that day too. <laughs> so I did I did stovetop. You know, it's yeah, it's, okay. it's modern, it's, it's but whatever. It's got a fire. Yeah. So, and quite honestly, you know, it was really different on mm. like. It was different. Yeah, it was really different. And I don't know, what did you think of it, Angela? Um the the seasonings I I thought this the seasonings from the marinade were actually a little more subtle than I usually expect. And the batter the batter did end up really nice and crispy. And the but the lemon I really couldn't make up my mind how I felt about the lemon and it just it was so unexpected to what I'm used to um I ultimately gave it a 15 like it's good I would eat it again I I just can't go higher than that because I'm still confused about the lemon <laughs> um I will say this it does not reheat very well it does uh, it's not because it, it's a batter yeah microwave yeah. the microwave does not help it at all no it's not (laughs) and the the thing about the thing the reason why i think you know when you're when you're making like today when you're making fried chicken today is i think the reason why they went away with the batter is because batter itself right is like when you try to deep fry batter it soaks up a lot of oil Mm -hmm. and this type of chicken, this uh, fried chicken recipe, it was pretty oily just because of that. Mm. And, you know, today what we do is what? We do the, you know, the egg, egg and dredge thing, you know, because it's dry. Yeah. 
-hmm. and when you when you deep fry dry you know in a certain temperature it barely soaks up any oil like gets that crunch Mm -hmm. so that was that was my only when i when i you could tell that they were trying to develop something right and this was like this is the first thing they came up with so that was really interesting to me and the taste is something that was very unique to what I would so, I would be used so to. So what what did you give yourself on that one? I don't remember. You I don't think you ever actually. I don't said. think I ever actually said. I would actually give it like a sixteen. Myself, okay. because I mean, just tasting it and knowing where it came from and the and the and the unique flavors that I've never even tried for. Like I thought the lemon worked, you know, and the you know subtleness of the clothes. Mm-hmm. I thought it really worked, and um, it's definitely not a Popeye's chicken, <laughs> you know. So, but it was it was really interesting. I, it was a it was a you know, it was one of those things where where I could see like historical sites like Murphy's Landing or whatever, like be making it in the backyard or something like that on a fire. Definitely. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, so I it's it's my turn to offer up the next challenge. Oh, I, Angela's turn. Yeah, I I know Edwin's been Edwin's been eager to come up with challenges for us and I I took over for this one. Um <laughs> so my challenge to the to the two of you and I'll be participating in this too. My challenge for this for our next episode's food segment. I am challenging you to make a dessert you've never made before involving fruit. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure out which ones I haven't made yet. Because I've made a lot of desserts. Yeah. So you've got to find one you've got to find one you've never made before involving fruit. I, wow. I don't even care if if fruit is the star of the show or if it's just in the background or just some kind what of about, flavorant. Like a fruit that I've never cooked before? <laughs> no, just a dessert you've made, never made before that, that involves, involves fruit. fruit. Oh, man. Hey, Ice does cream this out. include tomato? If it's a dessert that involves tomato, I will count it. <laughs> tomato? Tomato is a fruit. Tomato However, is ketchup a... is not a tomato smoothie. I like tomato. No, I wasn't doing gonna do that. <laughs> this is hard for me. I've made a ton of desserts. Yeah, just fine. It's gonna be like- easy for me because I Jeff is the one that does most of the baking, so this is on. So me. I have to go. To a, I seriously have to go to a different nation now. Like I, like <laughs> I'm like sort of like. Okay, let's go to the Philippines. Is there something is there, in the Philippines? Is there ever a, is there, is there one fruit that you haven't done? Done? Or cooked? Well, there's plenty of fruits I haven't cooked with. It's okay. Uh, well, there you go. No, but that's not the challenge. Uh, it it's just got to be something. A dessert they've never made that involves fruit. It's not the other yeah, way involves- around. Try yeah. Try looking at try looking at Swedish fruit recipes. I'll bet you find something that's there. True. <laughs> oh my gosh what the heck all right, all right sure 
Well, so okay, that's e- the we got next two weeks challenge. to figure it out. So easy for me and Pam to figure out. Much more difficult for you. Good luck. I think this is Angela's way of getting back at the whole Yorkshire pudding thing. I'm still <laughs> sulking, but this is not a revenge. This is not a revenge <laughs> scheme, or at least it wasn't before. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so well, we probably went longer than we meant to. But we're, this is where we're going to cut off. Um, again, um, look for volunteer and donation opportunities. Uh, help out your neighbors and do nice things for each other. Be good to each other. Yeah. Be kind. This is what Bill and Ted would say. Be, Be excellent. excellent to one another. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us. Uh, you can find me, Angela, at Pleasant Doom on the Twitterverse. Uh, Pam, where can they find you? They can find me also on Twitter at PandacatDragon1. They could also reach me via Instagram, also at PandacatDragon. And you can find me at TCityZ1 on the Twitter sphere. And you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can also find our group page our group page i'll be on the group page uh at, on facebook we have the group page called legend creators yep and uh you can also email us at uh dungeon diners at gmail.com we'd love to hear your comments oh yeah uh oh yeah nice the our good sir knight knight who says knee uh he's he's he caught up again yeah he binge uh listened to the show yeah he he caught up again so and gave us a nice running commentary as he went. <laughs> it was fun. I'll have to show you that. But anyway, thanks again right. for listening um, to episode 25 of Dungeons. Dinings. And dorks. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.